listening. Hello, non-listeners, and I want to welcome you to a No One Is Listening presents quality quarantine time. Quarant qual a quarantine quality time episode, and I am here with one of my great co-hosts, Derek. Hi, hey, what's up? It's a quality quarantine time. Wait, oh shit. Yeah, I know. Anyway. We're, gonna, we're gonna keep messing it up forever and I know. ever, and it's, that's it's awesome. that's what I like. It's the best thing. So we just call it QQT. And uh, speaking of QTs, we have a guest host today. It's a groundbreaking episode. I have to say, it is. the The sausage party is over. <laughs> is all I have to say. <laughs> and today we bring in our amazing friend Amy. Amy, can you say hi to the non listeners out there? Hi, everyone. Um, wow, this is a magical moment for me. I am probably the biggest man, I will say. I'm a fangirl of both of these boys, and I can't believe I'm here. Hi, everyone. Oh, Amy's Boy. so excited. <laughs> yeah. oh, man. She is so I cute. I shouldn't have shaved. I know. <laughs> I did shave today. It feels weird. I still look like a man, though, I guess, right? <laughs> so, um, Amy's kind of like the yin to my yang. I'm the dark brooding one with a, a little light in the middle, and Amy's the the whiteness, the, the the clean, the nice person who has a little bit of darkness that I placed in her. And <laughs> <laughs> you're the Sephiroth. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely Sephiroth. My one winged angel. Oh man. <laughs> so we're, we're probably gonna be on our best behavior today. It's weird because like I don't want to get you know nitty and gritty. I, I kind of feel like Amy brings out a different side of me, a, a more happy side to me and that's all that i kind of can like care about right now so <laughs> i want to thank amy for being here um derek you can still be an asshole if you want uh, i'm always an asshole you know, know. yeah the, he can't escape that it's true yeah it's it's ingrained <laughs> so today before uh the show i took a shower for the, like the first time in three days because you know i want to look nice for amy good and, job way to uh, scrub <laughs> <laughs> and I was putting on a shirt that I bought. It was by a band called Cattle Decapitation, and um, they sold shirts to help benefit the Australian wildfires. It's like a cool shirt. It's got like the Grim Reaper and like a panda and like a koala or whatever. No, it's not panda. Koalas. Koalas are in Australia. Yeah, I know my bears. Yeah, they are. In- yeah, pandas <laughs> are China, man. I know. I mean, you're maybe you're thinking of uh, China because of the uh, recent virus. I yeah, don't know. That, that, and, and that's what I was thinking. I was thinking how funny this year just started off where like yeah. the big thing was a giant fire in Australia. And now we've moved into this giant pandemic of the COVID-19 virus affecting all of us um, around the world. And we are here in, you know, Ohio, lovely Ohio. We all live here and we are working, you know, together at home being quarantined. And we came up with this idea since we're postponing season two. Let's just do something to, you know, let our listeners know that we are still here. We're still alive. (laughs) Um, As you can see, Chris isn't here today. He's been busy because he still has to work and you know, sell these masks to hospitals and whatnot. And he's also been doing a lot with his Star Wars podcast. Uh, obviously, this episode is going to be released on May the 4th. So may the 4th be with you, Amy. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> sure. It'll be like, I think that's the day Rise of Skywalker comes out Disney Plus. So I'll finally be able to watch it and oh, you know, yeah. probably have the same opinion that I've had with every other Star Wars movie of, hey, that's a Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah, you probably will. I mean, I kind of had that opinion. Uh, I actually just watched a YouTube video. It's like uh, Cinema Sins, where they show everything that's wrong with the movie. Oh, man. I watched the one for uh, Suicide Squad, and it is fantastic. It is very bad. 
So what we decided to do is we're doing this podcast just to inform people, you know, what we're doing to stay entertained. And we like to bring in a guest host, you know, to talk about what they're doing, because I know Derek and I are so similar when it comes to uh, <laughs> stuff we're doing, which is basically just video games and You're movies. talking about that length of tang, buddy. <laughs> and and the Forged in Fire with those burly men. Yeah. Oh, Amy, have you watched Forged in Fire? I have not. I have never heard of it. Oh, my God. Derek, explain this. It is a... It's a... <laughs> very non-dramatic um you get four blacksmiths they come in they have to make a knife usually in about six hours they do three hours to form the knife and then one of them gets kicked out and then they have to form them actually make the knife in the next three hours and then the two that win that go on to make a weapon oh my god so like a big sword um like a katana sometimes or a giant uh, axe <laughs> an axe it's it's actually really interesting and it's one of the few uh reality sh- well not kind of like these reality um contestant yeah, shows it's like chopped where, but with blacksmith and i love it i yeah, love it i'm hooked there's zero drama they're usually like yeah they're right uh i just want to you know come here to prove that i can do it I'll probably go home, kiss my wife, and make some more knives. Does it take place here in the U.S.? It is very wholesome. No one gets mad. No one gets angry. They always they all respect each other. And uh, yes, it, to answer your question, it is filmed in the U.S., so it's not like a weird European show, which it sounds like it should be. Yeah, that's what I thought. But there are a lot of uh, wannabe Vikings, I guess you could call them. Oh, in there. <laughs> a lot of a lot of kilts. Yeah, a lot of kilts, and it makes me want to buy overalls. <laughs> Definitely leather overalls. So I know what we're doing to, you know, stay entertained. And uh, I, I think all three of us have a common thing right now. And it's uh, sausages. No, not sauce. I don't think Amy has oh. any sausage out there. She has a, okay. a dog that looks like right. a sausage, I believe. I was making sure. <laughs> I do have a very cute corgi. Yes, she does. Yes, she, she do. Uh, her dog is awesome. And she thinks I hate him. But I love that. I dog. walked him. Oh, my That's goodness. Right. Derek has met him. Uh, Nigel the corgi. For our listeners. <laughs> a wonderful corgi by the name of Nigel. And we're probably going to have to post a video of him or something. And your other dog, Basil, the giant floof. Yes, Basil. <laughs> walking cloud. Yes, he is. A, he's a cotton ball. It's amazing. Except uh, that he soaks everything in. <laughs> and, and you know, you're not a fan of dirt. So <laughs> you, got, you just bought a I, giant. I got a, I got a white dog that loves mud. <laughs> yeah, you bought a giant white sponge. So <laughs> there goes your whole life. That's probably what you're doing during this tan? quarantine. Yeah. But no, the common core that's happening between all of us is we all happen to be playing a little video game by the name of Final Fantasy VII. And I know remake. the remake. Sorry, remake. I got to, you know. Get yeah, we're not playing the old one. <laughs> and I know you guys are very much Final Fantasy nerds and very much happy that this game has a, a, appeared. And I was a little apprehensive about it. Yeah. Can we can we speak to that? Yes. It's, yes. it's insane that this really happened. How many years has it been since they've been talking about this? Uh, How many years has it been since the fans have been talking about it before they even announced it was going to happen? We've been wanting this for so long. The first video was about five years ago at E3. Yeah. Then um, I have to assume development wise, they had been working on it already for you know a year and a half, two years. Just in the pre-development stages. Yeah, pre-development um, and, you know, just coming up with the ideas and the story writing. Because, you know, there's a lot more story than the original game. <laughs> there's a ton more story. I think I beat the original game in about 43 hours. I just got through Midgar. Because I finished it before these two. Um, 
because I like to eat at the buffet, and when I eat at the buffet, I tend to get really <laughs> stuffed. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Amy and I haven't finished this game, so we're making this a spoiler-free game as much as possible, or spoiler-free podcast as much as possible. So I also bought it a week after them, so if that explains how bored I've been. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just got through Midgar and finished it in forty hours, so I feel refreshed. Um, I'm really excited to see where this goes. Oh boy! <laughs> oh yeah, I totally understand. So I'm a, I'm about 15 hours in, and just on chapter nine alone, mm-hmm. I spend so much time just looking at the scenery. Like this game is utterly gorgeous. How how like that brain breaking is it when you walk through things and you remember the old game and you're just like, oh my god, this is the old game, but you can walk through everything. It's an emotional experience to be able to walk through these places with that <laughs> level of detail. I honestly, I will sit next to like some of the characters that are talking and just listen through the, the dialogue <laughs> just to make sure I hear every little bit of everything that's happening. Because there is little bits of story when mm. you, you walk through the town and you hear the characters discuss things. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, I spend way too much time just like making sure I've heard what everything has been said. I fell in love with Final Fantasy when Final Fantasy 3 came out in the US. I believe it's Final Fantasy 6 in Japan, whatever. If you it want. is. All, all you nerds out there want to correct me. I got you, Dave. Um, <laughs> but I that was my first time falling in love with a Final Fantasy game. I then went on and played Mystic Quest and Final Fantasy 2 and whatever. Just that game, I literally talked to every single non-playable character in that entire game. And my cl- I think my, my timer actually maxed out on that game at 99 hours and 99 minutes. And I did the same thing with Final Fantasy 7 when it first came out with the PlayStation 1. So I know that game was groundbreaking into, you know a new generation that didn't play the super Nintendo versions, but the PlayStation generation. So I know what it's like to have a game be remade. And then just like a, a bad remake of when they ported the, the final fantasy three, six to like a modern day graphics. And it was just awesome to play that game again. This however is on a whole different level. And I was originally concerned about the play mechanics because you know, I'm I'm that old guy. I'm like my Final Fantasy needs to be that turn base. I need that. <laughs> I need all that. And playing this game, I was very apprehensive. And I feel that they did a really good job. I, I love the controls. I love the feels. I love the magic. Materia system's great. Everything seems a little um weird. I think the weapon upgrade is a little weird because you go to this stupid like screen that you just can we talk about how we can skip that screen altogether and they must have built that in intentionally because you can automate that system oh i haven't opened that screen at all like it's I, it's garbage i didn't know you could automate that is that in the classic mode <laughs> no no it's it's in all the modes you you if you press triangle if you're playing on the playstation which i think is the only yeah, yeah. system it's out on right now on the weapons you can just choose to automate it and you can pick whether you want it to be attack driven or defense driven there's no reason to go to that screen. Okay. It's so frustrating. <laughs> oh, I go to the screen. I go to the screen too. It reminds me of Final Fantasy X when you were upgrading. Oh, 10. So here's one thing I want to address. Why did they not make a sequel to Final Fantasy VII? But yet we get Final Fantasy X or X. Then we get Final Fantasy X2, which is the weirdest Final Fantasy I've probably ever played in my entire life. But they did nothing with Final Fantasy VII. I mean, they they technically did with the Yeah, film. they also had a game with um, Vincent. Vincent. Yeah. yeah. It was Dirge yeah, it of the was... Cerberus or something like that. It wasn't very good. I didn't like it. But it was fucking tragic as hell. <laughs> I, I, we, don't want, we don't want to talk about spoilers here. Um, it, Jamie's getting so emotional. I love it. <laughs> I 
this series is it's incredible in its depth in the story. Uh, it's also incredibly tragic. If you're familiar with Crisis Core, I am. If you're not, if you've never played this this game before, I am not. I would not. It's because it was on the PSP. Yeah. So if you're completely new to Final Fantasy VII, don't look up Crisis Core. Enjoy this game as it is right now. If you have played Final Fantasy VII, I almost recommend actually playing Crisis Core before playing this game, or at least watching the um, like a playthrough on YouTube. Uh, just to get the full story because it completely changes the narrative of this game and it makes it so much more heart-wrenching and emotional as you're going through this especially with Aerith. I don't want to give anything away but like it's it's just especially the church scene. I tweeted this out because I it's like the first thing I did but in the church when you first get there I looked up at the ceiling immediately to see uh, if there were more than one crash holes and there was and that, oh my God, that hit my heart so much. So if you understand what that means, it's just, it's magical that they put those little details in there. Oh boy, you guys are in for some stuff. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so how how emotional did you guys get when you first started playing? I, this is more of an Amy question than a Derek question. I'm pretty sure you weren't crying. I'm going to talk about this at length because this, this was incredibly emotional for me. You have the so, floor. Not only did I refuse to believe this game was coming out until I got it in my hands, and then I like carefully laid out like it was like a ritual for me because I bought the box set, the first class edition. So I got the the amazing cloud mm-hmm. figure. I um so I laid out the game and I'm just like staring at it just in wonder. Like it's really here. Like this is really happening. I don't like how I'm staring at you now. Oh what a creep. We have this relationship, guys. Um, mm. So when I finally pop the game in and it goes to the um, the load screen, the continue screen where you can pick a new game or continue. Yeah, and it has, and it's has the exactly sword. exactly how you remember it from Final Fantasy VII. I just sat there and listened to the music play out. It was incredible. Like I was just cr- like tears are streaming down <laughs> my face. I'm like, this is I can't believe this is real. Like. And the music is absolutely gorgeous. And it's so, it just hit you so hard because it's it's what you knew from all those years ago. Mm-hmm. And I haven't replayed the original Final Fantasy VII. So I only played it once uh, when I was a teenager. So there are things I don't remember. Yeah, Like I remember the core story. I remember some of the emotional parts. But there are little details that I, as I'm playing through this game, they're like coming back up for me. And I'm, it's just, it's so cool to experience that. So this... This is religion. This is religion, guys. <laughs> uh, I remember casting Knights of the Round on a four times materia and just walking out of the room for like the uh, next 50 minutes. Uh, are we talking about the weapon fight in the original? No, I'm talking about the Knights Around summon where it goes well, through yeah, like, I, the 13 knights. Um, but I, you had to do that summon like 20 times to actually beat the the weapons in the the fights. So I would just um, watch that thing 20 it depends times at least. Because they, they scaled the the only enemy they actually scaled in the game was uh, Safer Sephiroth, like the very end mm. boss. He's the only enemy that actually scales to your level. Oh, um, I noticed this because I was at level 99 and everything was maxed out for my characters. And I wiped out <laughs> everything going through the last part, including like the last Genova, the last or the second to last Sephiroth. Mm. And I thought I was going to be a cakewalk. I ended up having to cast Knights of the Round about 20 times in order to kill Safer Sephiroth. Oh. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> uh, so they, they threw a nice wrench back then. I'm not going to go into how the game ends because these two yahoos are taking their time. 
but I'm uh, my glorious time. Yeah. And some of our non-listeners approach. <laughs> Screw those listeners. Um, <laughs> I I will say. Can we mute Derek? <laughs> I know. Yeah, we can totally mute Derek. <laughs> I will say that um, I'm with Amy on the whole listening to the music, and I I was one of the few times I actually went through the whole credits, the like the end credits, mm. because they play all the original songs with the new orchestra. So you have, oh um, yeah, they have the heiress theme right around when the credits of like the voice actors all end mm-hmm. and you're just kind of sitting there like, like goosebumps. Also, uh, yeah, don't go on IMDB and look at any voice, voice actors either. You might get spoiled. Yeah, no, okay. I'm just going to warn you both. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I already heard, uh, what's his name? Badger from Breaking Bad is the voice. Well, no, no, like character. Oh, okay. Wise. Okay. Yeah. You might, see the characters. You might see a voice actor for a character pop up or something. Yeah, but there, there was a lot of yeah. famous people actually doing voices in this presume i hear voices and i think they're celebrities but i don't i haven't actually uh, they have a badger from breaking yeah. bad they have um the guy who plays superman on uh supergirl okay um hmm. he's the one who does the voice of sephiroth ah. everyone has a podcast and so do we no one is listening follow us on itunes Let's kind of move on from video games. Have you guys been watching anything interesting? I'm more concerned of what kind of Amy's doing because she's a fresh take on this uh, Sausage Festival podcast. Amy, what are you listening to? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hey, girly. Are you listening girly, to our podcast got? every day? Come on. Just say I, you I are. Will, I will admit there's been a couple episodes that are my favorites. So when I'm driving, I re-listen to them. Mostly oh. to hear your guys' voices. And it's just so charming. What are your favorite episodes? You can let all our listeners oh know. Oh, my gosh. Um, I think... <laughs> The food-related ones are always my favorite. (laughs) Well, we're going to get to some food. Don't you worry. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's the next segment. We're getting there. Um, So speaking of what we're watching, uh, I've Mm. actually been re-watching Parks and Rec. Oh, Um, good call. Nice and wholesome. Exactly. It's so wholesome. It's so bright. Um, Did you skip the first season? Because I usually do. I, I did sleep the first season. I really did. It's, it's a downer, isn't it's, it? It's, yeah, I, I kind of agree. They, very dark. They didn't quite understand who they were as a show yet. Yeah, and definitely that cha- that completely changed in season two. But it, it's it's really interesting, especially with Ron's character, who you expect to be kind of a grisly person, mm. uh, to also be probably one of the most wholesome characters on the show and in this pandemic right now it's just such a great show to watch um and i think leslie and ben's actually i don't want to i guess if people haven't seen it yet, i don't want to yeah i mean the show's been on forever so yeah it's been on forever um, so they're fine (laughs) their wedding is probably one of the cutest cutest things that has ever aired on tv done with this podcast (laughs) bye guys can we edit this out (laughs) no we're keeping it in Um, so that's one of the things I'm doing, but I'm really excited to talk about this because I, I hope at least one of your listeners knows what I'm talking about. Um, I've also been watching Korean dramas. Oh, there we <laughs> go. Oh my God. That's amazing. Um, as Dave calls them, K-Drams. K-Drams. Um, I'm going to recommend to listeners checking out Boys Over Flowers, which is on Netflix. It's so great because Korean dramas, I've been watching them for years. Like, yeah. I am... Before they really took off, but now they're very popular in the United States, which makes me happy because that means more shows are coming here. But Netflix has its own category for Korean dramas, and I highly recommend them. I noticed that. So (laughs) when I first started hanging out with Amy, I think she was testing me and made me sit down and watch a Korean drama with her. And it was uh, The Flower Boy Next Door, I believe it was what it was called. I love that you remember the name. I know. I have to because, you know, if I don't, 
then you wouldn't, I wouldn't get this reaction out of you every time I bring it up. And I don't know how to put it. It's interesting. It's, um, it's this really attractive girl who's in a rut because she can't find anyone that likes her, which is already automatically unbelievable in my book. Um, and then she falls in love with this dude across the street. So not only is she like a super attractive girl, but she's also creeping on this guy next door with like in binoculars. Was that what it was? <laughs> she she's an introvert so she's like socially awkward um and like stay she kind of stays in her house and never really leaves but she likes to watch the guy across the street with cute yellow binoculars yeah the big fan of hollow notes private eyes (laughs) (laughs) and all i can think about is like the role reversal in this like what if it was like the dude looking at this girl across the street like how many red flags would be thrown on this show uh, red flags (laughs) all over the place with crane dramas like i'm not kidding here like it they're you definitely watch it with a skeptical, like, this is unbelievable, and some of the stuff is not okay, and you just ignore it, and I don't know why. Uh, Probably because it's so charming and cute. <laughs> fun fact about uh, Korea. Uh, well, if we're talking about things I watch, I really enjoy uh, Korean horror movies and uh, movies like Parasite. Going back to the fun fact, they have the second best fried chicken I've ever had. Korean fried chicken? Yes, it is fantastic. We used to go to a chicken place when I was there. Oh, <laughs> The Korean chicken place. <laughs> they call it KFC. <laughs> yeah, it Korean no, fried I, chicken. Like, I don't even remember. It might have been. Um, I was really drunk though. So <laughs> there's that. Oh well, there you go. So I started watching a little series called Waco. On oh shit! Are me and you twins? Because I just watched that the other night. But it's been an interesting watch so far. Um, it has what Michael Shannon, yeah, who played General Zod in the Superman. It's Taylor films. Kitsch, who was John Carter from Mars. Yeah, and, <laughs> And they have uh, Macaulay Culkin's brother. Was it Rory Culkin yeah, or whatever? One of the many. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They all look the same to me. It's been a good watch so far. It's kind of easy. It's six episodes. i um, gone through four. It makes the FBI really look like a piece of shit, kind of. I think if you watch any documentary on it or you know listen to anything about it, the FBI was was pretty fucked from the beginning. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, that's it's... It's just a bad overall story, but I, I'm kind of sad because it's kind of painting David Koresh into like kind of a hero. But like, yeah, yeah, it's like no, I mean they're both really bad, but <laughs> yeah, and the whole cult mentality, like religion, like that—that's the stuff that gets me. Is these people are willfully, you know, portrayed in this cult-like situation, and that's that exists, and that's what bothers me a lot about religion and just the human mind and people able to take, you know advantage of other people and place it on like a divine power of some sort. So that kind of bugs me, but it, it is a weird show to watch, but it's been interesting. I can't wait to see mm-hmm. how it ends. Yeah. There's a quick thing. <laughs> I think the uh, CNN did like a 1990s news story. So they have like a, that in the Oklahoma city bombing, things like that, that mm-hmm. dives into it a little bit further than like how bad the ATF and the FBI messed up the uh, whole situation. Me, I, <laughs> I've been watching more top chef. <laughs> oh, Top Chef. Yeah, I'm on season 10. I actually skipped season 9 because um, I guess the guy who wins it ends up being a real monster in real life. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to watch this. Um, like, what kind of monster? He's a uh, werewolf. No, no. Uh, when, I, when I say monster, um, abusive, oh. drugs, that type of thing. Yeah, it's really bad. Typically, I look up as I'm watching the show, people on the show. And I saw that and I was like, okay, I'm going to skip this season. Um, I like how when the dark and like real gritty stuff kind of enters into this conversation, Amy just kind of. Yeah, I disappear. Yeah. 
And just I for all the listeners, I don't like anything grizzly or dark or <laughs> horror related, uh, which is why I like Korean dramas and magical girl shows. <laughs> this is why this is why I love Amy. <laughs> it is true. She's the light to our darkness. No, oh, she really is. You guys had to throw me in once a season just to balance things out. <laughs> yeah, you're like our palate cleanser episode. No One Is Listening podcast is brought to you by the sound of soft farts. What have you guys been snacking on? I want to hear Amy because I know she's been a little active in the kitchen making some things that I've seen her post on Instagram. So, oh gosh, where do I start? Uh, Anywhere, Uh, tell me everything you got. (laughs) Something really fun that I tried recently after I watched um, an anime movie. I don't, if you guys watch anime at all, you know how delicious food looks in it. And you're just like, wow, I really need to try this. And there was this really beautiful scene with this uh, egg dish called omurice. Okay. Um, which it's, oh, it's so magical. It's basically you make, um, it's like a creamy um, egg thing that you make. And <laughs> I can't describe this at all. <laughs> you, <laughs> I like your hand motions while I'm watching you. Do this. Yeah, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> Look up over rice. It's so magical. And as soon as you kind of cut into it, it kind of like oozes out in this glorious <laughs> fashion. <laughs> oh, you just made. <laughs> you guys stop, please, please. And the. Uh, it just it's delicious. It's magical. Uh it's it's Japanese. Um I highly recommend it. It's very difficult to make, but it was really fun. Uh it didn't look as pretty as it did in the anime. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I don't, it tasted I pretty, don't think though. Amy knows like my effort, my actual food aversion of gooey eggs. Oh, <laughs> like oh, my dear. stomach was kind of oh, dropping no. there for a second. What have I done? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll talk about something more appetizing. No, you I, can keep I, talking <laughs> about it. I want talk, that. but slower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do it I can't. When I'm excited, I talk uh, super fast. Sorry, well, guys. Um, I am on this podcast, so it's hard not to be like shaking it with excitement. And it's the first time we've seen each other and talked to each other, like, I know, non-text form. And how long has this been? Six hundred days, nine hundred. But it, so I, I like to stop by to see Dave, and I just, I usually just stare at him, and I'm just like, wow, it's Dave. Oh. And now I'm doing that now, but in video form, it's still the same. You're still so charming and cute. Oh, why, thank you. Yeah. At least someone um, thinks that in the world. <laughs> um, the other thing I've been making, which I'm really proud of, is I've been making my own pickles. Uh, and they're, they're, they're so freaking good. Um, I want to give them to the world. I have to find some way to just like deliver it to everyone I know. They're so yummy. So I've done this before, and... They've tasted good, but my thing is I need that snap. I need this the snap in the pickle. Yes. And I find it hard to achieve when you're doing it yourself. I I don't know. My pickles are pretty crunchy. I'm gonna drop some off for you. They're they're super uh, but I make the chip form, but they still oh, have okay. the like the bite to it. They're still a crunch. Nice. Um I also saw you made a, a pizza casserole. Oh my gosh, day. yeah. I I tried to make my own deep dish. Uh-huh. Oh, it was so good. I, I try to replicate Romeo's. I don't know if you're familiar with Romeo's, but they have this like sweet sauce that's, oh, yes. oh my goodness. I know it's, the secret to their sauce. Do you know the <gasps> secret? No, I don't. You got to put some Dr. Pepper in it. No. Are you serious? I, I haven't tried it, but that's the rumor. Well, Dr. Pepper has a lot of, uh, was it 23 ingredients or something like that? So you actually have some good <laughs> flavor in there. You can use it. I'm telling you. Give it a shot. See what happens. I, I will now, even if you're not telling the truth. <laughs> still no, no. I, this is what I heard, and it does sound plausible. I've used uh, Dr. Pepper in the past to make barbecue sauce. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I will experiment. I I really like cooking from scratch. So the dough I made was from mm-hmm. scratch. Uh, I just I used a pie pan. Um, okay. 
and it was it was cool. It was delicious. Cooking is so much fun, especially when there's nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, cooking has been a yeah. very therapeutic for me during this this quarantine. You know, social distancing time. Um, this week I made patty belts, which was a uh, it was an interesting thing. Uh, How were those onions? Did you did you get them? They, oh, I got them. It took forever though. It took like thirty minutes. <laughs> I saw that there's an actual trick to it. Uh, I learned it last time I did um, those onions for the um, those beef sandwiches I made. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, they say use a saucepan instead of like a, um, was it a cast iron skillet or just like a pan? They said use an actual saucepan because the, um, what happens with a regular pan is the, everything escapes like right away. Mm-hmm. So if you have a saucepan, it got all kind of like coalesces in the same spot and nothing escapes too much. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I tried it. You know, moderate heat, not in th- mm-hmm. anything too um, rushed. I know I've heard people actually put a little bit of sugar in it. I'm not about that. I like to I do all that. natural. <laughs> um, I do know if your onions are looking a little burnt, you could put a little water in there to stop that out. But yeah, turned out great. Uh, patty melt, delicious. Good choice. Um, it's like the perfect balance between a hamburger and a grilled cheese, and you can't mm-hmm. really go wrong with that. Delightful. Um, Last night I made some beer battered fish, which I know Derek uh, isn't a fan of the seafood. <laughs> this is the one podcast where we're going to talk about food where Derek just dry heaves the entire time. Oh no! <laughs> Eggs. <laughs> but anyways, the beer batter was on point, and that's all I have to say. Um, I've read somewhere that if you pour a little bit of vodka in there instead of all beer, that when the vodka hits the hot oil, it evaporates quicker than beer. Thus making it more of a crispier uh, fry. So You should do that with chicken, just like Long John Silver's. Yeah. I just put the vodka in my body first, and then oh, just went down. <laughs> but, Stuck my hand in one of the pots accidentally. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what was the other thing I made this week? I made a stuffed cabbage soup, which was absolutely amazing. And I highly recommend you guys make those if you guys love stuffed cabbage. Who doesn't? Uh, I don't know. Terrorists. I was just going to say I don't like it. <laughs> no, oh, I, see, I, I knew it. I knew Amy had a dark side. <laughs> oh, man. We just know outed her. <laughs> but I don't know. What else have you uh, cooked, uh, Derek? So let me tell you, I haven't cooked anything because since last oh. Sunday, I've had an infestation in my fucking kitchen of ants. Oh, oh. no. Yeah, so, I'm so sad about this. Uh, I've been. Why don't at, you cook the ants? Because they're delicious. I have. I've actually put chocolate on the counter and melted it so they'd walk through it. So I can have some chocolate covered ants because uh, I just love them. I'm leaving this um, podcast. Goodbye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I bought traps the other day, and the one trap actually showed where they were coming from. We had to pull out our fridge, which is fine. Um, it's mm. still plugged in, and the line's long enough that it will reach. But um. We found we just got a there's a little crack from like where the counter meets the wall and that's where they're coming in from. So we'll just have to silicone it and everything. Uh, But it's been the bane of my existence for the last week. Um, And it sucks because I feel like when I see ants, it's like dirty house type of thing. And I'm like, oh, fuck, not me. I'm not the dirty house. So then I just stopped showering. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) if I'm going to be the dirty house, I'm just going to live it now. Um. Yeah, it's uh, me and just found it found it yesterday. So mostly we've been eating out. Um, yeah, any any uh, cool places? I wish we don't have great local places here. Mm. Um, I heard Jake's on, on the deli- on the lake is uh, offering carry out. Are they offering carry out? Yeah, oh, yeah. I've been mostly doing DoorDash since it's free. Um, uh, so I got uh, was it 
I got some Swensons the other day. Okay. That is a quality Those potato choice. teasers. Those potato teasers, I swear. I, I could chop them up and snort them. <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> um, wow, this dude really loves it. <laughs> oh, I, I do. And then, and then yesterday I got a chicken sandwich from Wendy's. So, you know, Wendy's, if you want to sponsor us, I eat there. Speaking of oh, Wendy's, yeah. have you had their breakfast yet? They just, they just released their breakfast. It's, no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've heard mixed reviews on it. What, what's your take? So I got the um, the honey butter chicken um, bacon sandwich. Oh my God. It was it was glorious. Yeah, we had honey butter chicken. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I, I'm impressed by that. Is, is it anything to compete with the Chick-fil-A? I think Chick-fil-A is garbage. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> coming through with the hot, hot takes. <laughs> hot take. There we go. We're breaking her I down. Get, I That's what I like. spice now and then. <laughs> I like when the anger comes out. I like when the oh, hatred man, is. She was furious there. I know. I loved it. That's Amy with her Molotov cocktail. It got me all flustered. I'm kind of sweating over here. I like that. You're going wow. to pat the brow down with yeah. your... Uh, Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Like a, Have mercy. Like a, a Baptist preacher. <laughs> Lord. Oh, speaking of with, uh, what's that uh, Kenneth Copeland? Is that his name? Oh, you mean the guy that's blowing away the disease? Yes, that dude. Someone made a, a rap remix of him and it is by far the most phenomenal thing I've ever seen on the internet in the past two weeks. So, uh, Ke- was it Kenneth Copeland? Uh, the wind of the COVID nineteen remix. I'm gonna post it on our Twitter this week, definitely for sure. And it's gonna it's some hot beats. I want you all to listen to it. So. That hot sizzle. <laughs> <laughs> so we're coming to like the last part of the show, and I uh, we try to you know give a recommendation for what we want our listeners to maybe you know check out to see what they can do to stay entertained during this this quarantine time of our lives. Uh, last week, Chris, uh, actually it was more than a week ago. It was like two weeks ago. Chris, uh, recommended the dark side of the ring documentaries that are on Viceland, Vice TV, which are all wrestling documentaries about kind of messed up things that happen in the wrestling industry. Uh, this week they talked about Dr. D and the, the slap heard around the world where some reporter asked him if wrestling, wrestling was, was fake. fake. Yeah. Yeah. And just <laughs> smacked the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> which i found hilarious and uh compared to all the other documentaries that have been on the series it was kind of a a breath of fresh air because it didn't involve anyone getting murdered or <laughs> that's always a plus <laughs> yeah or you know drug addiction or anything like that so that that was kind of a plus um derek recommended a horror movie i can't recall it i don't think you can recall it either it's the crazies i just remembered oh that's crazy <laughs> i know that is a crazy and uh i recommended a little comedy sketch show called i think you should leave with tim robinson on netflix and i'm gonna ask amy this question and i already know the answer um i was wondering if she has seen any of those things nope nope (laughs) (laughs) that was the answer i was expecting um (laughs) that's what i love about amy she'll listen to our podcast and everything but if she has any recommendations she's probably not going to take it once one bit say about 50 percent of the show is as much as i'm a huge fan i don't relate to whatsoever <laughs> especially the wrestling episodes i'm like why am i listening to this <laughs> because it's interesting come on and, and it, it's super fascinating for me it's a, it's a world i don't know anything about so i do enjoy listening to it but i just i just don't relate so i think that's part of the fun <laughs> i kind of feel like david koresh because i'm getting her to like our show without actually liking any of the content <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i'm starting my own cult right now <laughs> <laughs> so 
Amy, do you have a recommendation? I do, and it's yeah. um, it's a little, up. Come it's, on, yeah. it's a little spicy. Um, Ooh, get I, that cash gap <laughs> ready. So I'm going to recommend an, an anime series on uh, Netflix right now called Beastar. Okay, are you have any of you heard of no, it? No, um, is that the furry one? <laughs> <laughs> is this true? Are you bringing furries to our podcast? So it's um, <laughs> it's very romantic. It's very romantic. <laughs> I will say that, but the, the, it's it's a really fascinating world. Um, so it's it's about a world where animals coexist together, and they're it's really about prey versus predator. Okay, uh, but they need to coexist together. Um, so it's it's really it's kind of about the struggle of um, you know having like a wolf coexist with a deer. Okay, um, in this world and. There, there's a lot of tension, so you, it's really interesting to see that all the prey kind of look down on predators because they think that they're, they're terrible um, people. Well, I guess animals. We are, um, but really, the, the the fascinating part of this whole thing is uh, the main character, who's this really really cute wolf, uh, falls in love with a bunny, um, and she's also super cute. Um, and her character is super fascinating, and I really love that they did this. Uh, the creator of this, of this anime is actually based on a manga. Uh, she, well, one, she's a female, which is awesome. Um, mm. Her exploration of the female character is that she um, finds a lot of her self-identity and, and understanding herself through being really into sex. Aren't we all? It's just, it's just interesting as she's a very <laughs> innocent, cute little bunny, but uh, she finds her own strength and just her understanding of herself by being promiscuous. I don't think the anime does a great job of delving into that, but the interesting thing is that um, you also see the dichotomy with this wolf character who um, obviously he's very powerful, but in this world, he has Mm. to be really meek. So he tries to hold himself back a lot and he's really struggling with the fact that he's in love with a prey that he also wants to devour. Uh, it's a really interesting show. I highly recommend it. Um, I'm waiting for season two. <laughs> nice. So, uh, is this subtitled or are there, tr- um, you know, I dub I only ever watch things uh, subbed, except for some exceptions where the dubs are amazing. So I don't know, but I imagine it is because Netflix. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm just always curious about like when there's messages that can go so deep, like psychological messages, how translation actually is misinterpreted or interpreted as far as going from Japanese to English. So. I yes, about I, that. I I really hope that the cultural understanding comes through. So I, I don't know. But yeah, I highly recommend it. <laughs> nice. So Derek, what do you got? Um, I got a few things. Oh, bringing in all the all the thunder. <laughs> For all you horror lovers that listen to this podcast, Sinister comes uh, came on Netflix this month. Um, Ooh. Yesterday. Yeah. So that's a good one if you haven't seen it. It's, I haven't watched that yet. It's Scott Derrickson, the director of uh, Doctor Strange. It's just this weird thing where a family moves into the house, but... It's not your normal haunted house movie. It's pretty messed up the way it begins, but uh, I definitely recommend that. Show-wise, I don't really have anything for the shows, but um, if you're looking to read something, I recommend the Annihilation series from Marvel, um, starting from the beginning um, and then going through probably War of Kings, where they end up fighting um, Vulcan. (laughs) And if you don't know, yeah, it's, it's probably the best. You do love Vulcan. I do. Um, I thought he was an interesting character, and it's interesting what they ended up doing with him. It's just, uh, it's it's pretty impressive what they did for a whole universe. That every event that they did in the cosmic Marvel around that time was just perfect. Um, so if you want to read something, uh, I'd go with that because it actually gives you an idea of where the Guardians of the Galaxy came from as a concept, uh, movie wise. Nice. I can see Amy reading that, but I can't see her watching a horror movie. 
so. Oh, no, definitely not. <laughs> I, I wasn't, the, the horror movie recommendation wasn't for her. I, I know her much too well. Um, also, Castlevania on Netflix. Ah, uh, yes. I got to finish season two. I watched the first season, and it was pretty good. And then I just started playing Symphony of the Night over and over and over again, so. Uh, you talked about reading, and I actually picked up a book and started reading the book for like the first time in God knows how long. So yeah, no, I, uh, I, I was talking about in an earlier episode how I really got into listening to NoFX um, again. And NoFX is like a, a band I listened to in my high school days um, when I was a rebellious punk rock kid. They released a book, and it's called NoFX and the Hep- Hepatitis-Filled Bathtub. Basically, it's them just going over their past and how the band formed and all these weird stories that went on in 1980s California during the punk rock scenes and some of their adventures and when they went on tours in the country when they just got in a van in the 80s and went around the United States. And it's been a very interesting read. Um, A lot of stories they tell in there talk about stuff that they haven't revealed to other members of the band and they kind of reveal secrets to the band members secrets secrets uh actually in the pages and you'll you'll be like reading a chapter and i'm like oh well this is actually what happened and i've never told anyone in the band this so they're probably reading it for the first time right now so sorry whatever their name is and i was like oh that's that's kind of interesting but it's been a very interesting book it's been a nice read um it's a nice light reading um other than that uh going with my recommendation uh for this week and it's going to be a little show called The Boys. It's on Amazon Prime. I don't know. I know Derek has... Watched, have you finished watching the show? Uh, I'm near the end. Okay, he's near the end. He's making his way through. Uh, the Boys was actually a, a comic book series by Garth Ennis. Uh, came out on Wildstorm. I think it was originally DC. Then it got dropped off of DC and then picked up by Dynamite Comics, which was probably a bad move for DC because I guess The Boys is doing really well on Amazon Prime. Uh, I don't know if you've watched it, Amy. Probably not. No, I I haven't. However, I will say that I'm very interested because I really love My Hero Academia. Okay. And it sounds like a dark version of it. Yeah. Um, So I just want to see the dichotomy of it both where My Hero Academia is very similar, but very lighthearted and hopeful. And this sounds like a very dark take on it. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah it, it really is so, so i watched the whole series without reading the books and i fell in love with the series um it was awesome characters it was a great idea it's just like who's policing the police i guess you can say like who's in charge of the superheroes who could stop the superman in case you know they go crazy martha can I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> after watching the show i went and picked up all the graphic novels so i've read the entire series now and <laughs> the series is way more fucked than you know, the actual television show. So I don't know if they're ever able going to do some of these things that happen in the comic book. There's like a whole mini series about a hedonistic Island where all the superheroes just go and have orgies and do drugs. It's not just the superheroes either. It's also the villains. (laughs) It's also the villains and, um, you know, politicians. (laughs) So it's all over the place. So it's very interesting, but, the boys TV show is a solid watch, and that's my recommendation for the week. I don't know. I don't know if Amy's going to venture. I, I will watch the boys. I will skip Derek's recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I want to thank Amy for showing up, and you know, actually sticking with me and Derek during this. Thank time. you, Amy. It's great to have you. It's an absolute honor, you guys. Like this is this is a magical thing for me. I can't believe it's it's actually real. Just kind of like Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> I, hey, we might actually get our friend Kate to listen to the podcast now. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is all we need to do is just get Amy on oh here to listen. Oh my gosh, yes! 
Kate, I love you. <laughs> Uh, I want to thank you guys for not listening. Uh, if you want to check us out, you can go onto our website at noilpodcast.com. Uh, you can also go to our Twitter account at noilpodcast. Uh, we also have a Facebook, Instagram. We haven't been posting much because, you know, quarantine stuff. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter at David underscore V underscore Roth. Uh, where can they check you out, Derek? I'm at uh, Drake Dangerson one, and uh, go out for a walk. Yes, go outside. That's my recommendation: go outside. Oh man, I went on a hike last week, and there was a baby owl's nest, and I got to see a great horned owl and two baby owls, and it was the Did best. You feed thing. them? I, they were too high; I couldn't climb up that tree. Baby bird. Them. Um, Amy, do you want people to get a hold of you on yes, Twitter? Yes, um, I am at Honey and Ink, and go pet a dog if you can, please. <laughs> <sighs> I miss petting dogs. I'm going to pet a dog today. You can always, you can come by and pick up Nigel or Basil. Oh, Basil just come back covered in mud. (laughs) Oh, no. Please don't take him. (laughs) I could send you videos of Brutus walking into a room because it always seems to make He does prance. (laughs) Well, he's right behind me laying down on a pillow. And I hope he prances out of the room just as good as he prances in. (laughs) (laughs) So, I want to thank you guys for not listening. Thank you, my co-hosts. And I guess we'll see you next week. Bye. Enjoy QT with your cuties. Bye, guys. Oh, my goodness. (laughs)